Welcome to Talking Heads on USA Global TV, starring the one and only wonderful Dr. Jekyll. It's a prestigious place where world-class influencers and experts meet, and where you'll find the most trusted advisors and coaches for all things in life and business. Visit usaglobaltv.com to sign up for our newsletter, get the value you need, and be first in line to learn about events and giveaways and other valuable content. Connect with us. Email Dr. Jacqueline at usaglobaltv.com to talk about how you can become part of USA Global TV. That's USA Global TV, where the doctor is always in. Hello, everyone, and welcome to USA Global TV and radio. I'm Dr. Jacqueline Kerbeck. I'm the president, founder, and chief listening officer here at our network. Our show today is the amazing adventures of Lady Ella, the listening mentor. And if you're just joining us for the first time, we're so happy to have you here. Today, we're going to be talking about this incredible book that you see next to me. This is a book written for children to teach children and their parents, their families, how to listen. And we all take listening for granted. I bet if I were able to reach out there and do a poll for each and every one of you, you probably think that you are an excellent listener. And what you might find out as you're open to learning is that many times our ego is telling us that we're a great listener, but many times we're not actually fully present and listening. So these amazing animal characters each represent a human being, someone who's taken an interest in learning how to listen at an elevated level. These animal characters are certified elevated listeners. They have graduated from the power of listening. And here with us today is a good friend, someone who's very supportive of our work here at the channel. And he is one of the animal characters here on this book cover, but I'm not going to tell you which one. Let's welcome Mr. Roland Friedel, who is joining us from his motorhome somewhere out in Europe. Welcome. Hello, Dr. Checkling. Great to see you again. And thanks for inviting me to this amazing show. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for being here. So do tell, where in the world are you today, Roland? Yes, actually, right now, um, I just came two days ago. I'm in South France uh, in the French Pyrenees, so very close to the Spanish border. And I'm on a very, very world-famous place. It's called Lourdes. It's a world-famous Bildschirm place where Maria Magdalena uh, is... Um, devoted by thousands and thousands of people every day from every part of the world coming here to celebrate, to pray. And yeah, so I'm in Lourdes. It's an amazing, amazing place here. So Roland, I know you were speaking with me earlier before the show began, and um, I just want to touch on where you are because it seems so relevant that people are actually coming there looking for some type of assistance in many ways, whether it's with their health, being able to walk. What have you seen? Well, um, well, you know, it's it's a huge area. It's a huge area with many different churches, chapels, uh, place, or places where you can pray in different languages. Are uh, there? There's a. It's a cave in in a, in a cave. So behind there is a mountain. Is a mountain. It's a hill and a cave. It's a rock. Water is coming out uh, from a, from a spring. They call it a holy water. So you can take the water. So people come there, take the water, drink it, uh, put it over their heads. And they bring it home to their families. Everybody takes water, the holy water there. And as I mentioned, there are people coming from all over the world. I met, I met a guy from Sri Lanka. Actually, he moved to 
Australia 35 years ago, and he told me that he comes with family every two years here. So it's for for very uh, religious people, Christian people. It's a very very important place, and there are many many old people here. Many many people in wheelchairs. So there's huge uh, organizations are coming here. People huge. Some people are really lying in a bed, almost dead, and all of them hoping for a miracle. And the reason for that is maybe a short uh, outlook of the story. I guess 170 years, a little bit more. Uh, there was a, a girl, Bernadette, and she was uh, around this area. This was a very, um, you know, um, countryside. There was nothing here. Now it's a village here and a lot of tours, of course. Uh, and she was, uh, she found this cave. And in this cave, uh, Maria Magdalena appeared in front of her and told her that she should go to the, to the, to the, to the priest and tell her they should build in this area uh, a church, and then she will uh, bring some miracle to this place. So this, the, the legend says that uh, some people could, I don't know, walk again uh, if they couldn't walk and stuff like that. So many, many people from all over come here hoping for a miracle to get to get healthy. And yes, yeah, it's, it's an amazing place. It's very peaceful. People are praying all the time, are singing. It's 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 incredible. Although I'm, I'm not part of this religion, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a spiritual person. I'm a I'm a part of this, sorry, of this Catholic sect. I'm, I'm, I'm not, but, but it's it's an amazing place. It's a place you have to see once in your life. Absolutely. Thanks for sharing that. I, I feel like I can feel some kind of power coming through. I guess it's the energy that's coming through you from being there. So that's really a cool experience. Absolutely. You know, I, I came two days ago and it was yesterday in the morning. I spent three hours there because dogs are not allowed. So I couldn't leave my dog too long in the motorhome. And then I went in the evening again for this procession. So there are six guys are carrying a state of Maria Magdalena totally in white light around this huge area. And thousands and thousands of people are following in with their candles, uh, singing and praying. And even if they're not religious, it's, it's, it's an amazing energy there. And to be honest, the whole day, I didn't leave the mic, my place here. I just was digesting all this energy. Yeah, it's really incredible. Oh, I love it. That's fabulous. So maybe if you're allowed to, I don't know, you could take a, a short video for us and show us sometime. Yeah, I will do so. Yeah, fabulous. Well, you know that you have a, a big part in this book, The Amazing Adventures of Lady Ella, the Listening Mentor. And your animal character is this panther. So I'm love for you to share with our audience how you decided number one on a panther and then number two how you came up with the name it looks like roland is frozen so <laughs> this happens right so we'll just uh well he is frozen so we'll just continue on until he's not so his panther was designed by our illustrator and the panther's name is abu a b you and in this book the amazing adventures of lady ella the animal characters as you see are separated by a fence there's two fences actually and there's an owl which is the main character and that owl will be meeting in another show that's caroline heward and so the animals are either on one side of the fence or the other so we have the farm animals and we also have the forest animals let's welcome roland back to the show Hi, Roland. Hello. Yeah, I just changed my network, sir. I'm really in the deep mountains in the French Pyrenees, so it's a little bit challenging with the network. But That's okay. I, I just was teeing up your panther here, and I was asking you how you decided on a panther and how you came up with the name of Abu. Okay, okay. 
Well, first of all, um, um, the panther is my 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 spirit my spirit my spiritual animal, and I have one average of a two here on my on my left side on, on my chest. Um, the panther is a spiritual animal for myself. I I love panthers. Um, they're um, they're fearless. They have no enemy. Um, most of them just drive around alone, <laughs> like like sometimes I. I mean, most people think I'm very communicative. You know, I, I work as a trainer, as a coach. I love to work with people, but in, in in my private life, I I enjoy to be by myself and and most of the time, not always, but most of the time. So I, I love the panther. Uh, he's very strong. He's fearless. Um, but he's not. You know, he's not. He's not attacking or killing for no reason. He just he just goes for food, and uh, he he knows of his power. Uh, and and I I, I, love, I like animals and people who who know about the power but don't use it, have it under control. So panther has his power under control. Uh, that's why I, I love the panther for many many other reasons too. And the second question, Abu, um, I give the name Abu. Abu is is means in some languages. Um, I took it from Swahili, but it's also some Arabic uh, languages. Uh, Abu means grandfather, the wise man, the grandfather. And I took a Swahili language. There's a story behind it. I had a Rhodesian Ridgeback. Unfortunately, he passed away in February, one of my dogs. And as he's displaced from Africa, from Rhodesia, what is now Zimbabwe, I gave him a Swahili name. And so I'm very, I learned a little bit about Swahili. And I love this name, Abu, grand, grandfather. That's, that's the reason for it. And, and actually, I guess the role in this book is to be, be an old, wise man. That's, that's the reason for that. Thank you, Roland. So when I contacted you and I said, I'd love for you to be an animal character in the book, did you think I was crazy? Like, what were your thoughts about that? Oh, no, 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 absolutely not. Uh, I love the idea, you know, I love the idea. And, 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 and you know, I also started writing books and not, not children books, but I started writing books. And I love the idea. And, and when you came to me, I said, yeah, it's, it's a cool idea. And uh, I would love to support you if, if it's possible, of course. And no, no, absolutely not crazy. I mean, <laughs> but the, you know, for me, the, the crazy stuff is for me the normal stuff, you know, and for some people, the normal <laughs> For me, it's crazy what normal people do, not what, what outstanding people are doing. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. So as you know, having taken the power of listening, you've taken several courses. It's so important to learn how to listen. And when we get to be our age, as opposed to when we were children, if we had learned some of the things we're learning now, it would make for a much more cohesive, harmonious world. What are your thoughts about how listening can really impact peace? Well, absolutely. And this was one of the reasons why I said, yes, I, I'm going to join because it's so, so important that uh, people, or especially kids, it's a kids' books, uh, learn but for adults too, of course, is learn to communicate properly. I guess this is really missing in our society with all this technology that we, we use in, instead of talking to each other. And it's missing in schools too, like, besides other, other things that would be uh, of value for kids anyway. So um, I, I think communication is absolutely key that we communicate with another in, in business, in relationships, in family, wherever. And a huge part of, of, of a proper good communication Listening, of course, it's not about talking. I, I, I don't know who it was. Was it the Dalai Lama or some somebody said, um, you know, we have we have two, we got two ears and one mouth. So we have it's more about listening than talking. And was uh, and there's a quote I found uh, years ago. I said, if you talk, you just repeat what you already know. But if you listen, there's a chance to hear or learn something new. And I know it's very, very important uh, to listen. 
Uh, but I also know that it's not always easy, you know, when we're communicating with somebody and somebody is talking about somebody, we have an idea, we want to interrupt, uh, we want to bring this in or this in, or if we don't agree, we won't uh, have arguments against. It's not always listening to uh, easy to just really listen carefully, actively, really wait that the other person ends his statement or whatever, and then we start. But it's so, so important. Absolutely. Not only for kids, as I said, also for everyone, everyone. Yes, and we do have a, a comment. Thank you for sharing that, Roland. Hello, Joe. Nice to have you with us. Best of luck. We appreciate it. That's Joe Del Campo, who's Thank going you. to be a guest on our show at some point. Joe, register. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, so, cool. Roland, I want to have a chat about the work that you do and how listening skills really are pretty much the foundation of everything that we do. Yet, most people really think that they are good listeners. And I found myself just through the course of my life, I'm so aware of when somebody's listening and when they're not. And I have to admit that for many years, I used to believe I could multitask and listen at the same time. And it's not possible. It's because I can't focus on what the other person's saying. Yet a lot of people think, yes, I can do two things at once and be effective. When it comes to listening, the answer is no. So tell us about the work that you do and how important it is for you to be listening at an elevated level. Yeah, thank you. Well, first of all, listening is so, so important. And as you said, Dr. Jacqueline, I also thought always I'm a very good listener. Uh, well, I'm a good listener in the sense that I don't do things apart or beside when I speak to somebody, I don't do, I don't know, I don't do email or something like that. I'm not distracted, but I'm an imp I'm a very impatient person sometimes. So I try to sometimes interrupt the other person because I can come on, come on, come to the point. Anyway, so, uh, but in my job, what I'm doing is uh, actually over two and a half decades, uh, I started a business um, consulting, coaching, training business. So with my team, uh, we work for international companies, right? For a new company, for a French one and, and a Swiss one, <laughs> two different areas, two different uh, industry industries. So what we do is we do coaching, consulting. Uh, we do trainings, personal uh, development for them, our staff development in, in sales. In edu uh, we educate them in sales, uh, in management. Uh, in leadership, uh, in transformation stuff, uh, in IT, uh, IT technology, like um, digitalization, conversation, different, different topics. But we go a step further. We don't only consult, coach, and train them. We also are, see ourselves as our, that's highly appreciated by our customers. We see ourselves as a sparing partner. So we really challenge them, challenge their strategies, challenge years before a competitor or something. So we're really working very hard with them because I strongly believe that our consulting, coaching, or training, whatever you want to call it, uh, should be harder than reality because, um, and this is one of my topics I do also on, on the talking head, the USA Global TV and Radio is, is about control of attention. Where is your attention? It's all about controlling attention. And so communication is very important in all aspects in business. And besides that, it's about listening because listening is not only about uh, listening to the other and get us a, a solution. Yeah, at the end, maybe. But in the beginning, it's more about understanding the other person, understanding the other company, understanding the customer, understanding whatever it is. So it's it's more about understanding first, uh, especially in business and sales is very very often. Somebody says something, a client and 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 the, the salesperson listens shortly and then already 
formulates an answer, meaning he has he or she has a solution. But it's not about a solution, as I said. It's it's about understanding uh, first, and, and that's so so important. And in coaching, it's even more even more important than than in trading consulting. So when I coach my client. Yeah, my girlfriend said uh, sometimes when she sits um, because I'm I'm here in my motor working from my motorhome right now, and sometimes sometimes she was sitting back and she was listening to my to my coaching clients. I said, "It's Roger, you didn't work much." I said, well, "What do you mean? You didn't talk much?" I said, "Yeah, that's not my job. Talking as a coach, it's about listening and understanding the customer and my client, and then asking a proper question. So this because uh, and." This, and this person can reflect on this question and, and find his own solutions. It's all about listening. It's it's so so important. Um, but I guess not only my job in in every job, you know, or if you raise kids, or you're in a partnership, or even animals. It's it's. <laughs> I travel here with my dog and my cat. Yeah, it's even important to actually some nonverbal communication. Listen to my animals. But and there was a very famous guy, Paul Watzlawick. I I, I know that the books are also available in English because he spent many many years. Actually, he's a, an Austrian guy, but he spent many many years in Palo Alto, and he was writing many many books. And he said there is you cannot not communicate. You cannot not communicate. Everything is communication. And um, verbal, nonverbal—it's uh, all the communication. Even if, if you ask me a question and I ignore you, I don't answer you. It's communication. I, I tell you, I'm not interested. So it's all about communication, and a huge part is just listen first, listening first. And it's not always easy because we are so, especially men, we are so we are so focus driven, we are so success driven, we are so we are so outgoing. I guess women. Uh, I mean, women who have really a balanced feminine and masculine part, they're a better listener. Women, they're more in business, they're tougher. Maybe the masculine part is overtaking a little bit. They're reacting like men, and they also challenge. That's what I see in my work. They also have challenges in listening, but it's so, so important. Absolutely. You just shared so much value there, Roland. Thank you. You're more than welcome. I want to show something for our viewers and for our listeners. I'm just going to share my screen and i want to show your uh da, da, ha. can you see this i want to show your logo one of your logos sps you... spartan performance systems yes so you can see it there so in our latest newsletter uh, you can actually find out more about roland you can click on this link to take you to his uh LinkedIn. You can also click on this to take you to one of his websites. And that is the globalpost.com. There it is. Thank you so much. Okay. Thank you. All right. I'm going to stop sharing my screen. And let's talk a little bit about that childlike innocence that we seem to lose as we get older because somebody tells us, stop doing that, stop playing around, stop goofing off. And yet that innocence that children have is something as adults that we definitely want to reconnect with that inner child. And with the work you do, you just mentioned that you spend a lot of time listening. Do you ever get into inner child work with any of your clients all the time <laughs> all the time you know mo mostly uh clients came to me with, with a business aspect and when i have a business coaching um on, and, and of course we do that but actually there's no no exceptions all the time something pops up make it a, a belief term um, or i can feel the trauma first or um, and, and at the end we also always working on the on the inner child or maybe we are uh, yeah, um, get rid of their negative uh, belief system, or we get rid of the li limiting beliefs, or we get rid of the traumas, or 
absolutely all the time. So because it comes to coaching and have a problem, even just successful, but there's a problem in a specific area in the life or a specific time in the business or privately, whatever. So there is a problem. And mostly the root cause isn't a childhood or even earlier. Absolutely, yes. And as you said, we all came as innocent kids, um, uh, more or less innocent kids, I would say. But what I learned the last uh, 30 years is we, we came more or less, I say more or less, and I will explain why, as innocent kids, because we have already a backpack uh, that bring with us from our parents, from our grandparents, grand-grandparents, from our ancestors. So we know already from studies that we already come to Earth with a backpack. But what's happening is when we when we get education by our parents in kindergarten and school, it gets worse and worse and worse, and we lose more and more of our innocence because we are tr trained, drilled. I wouldn't say educated. We get trained and drilled to behave in a way that fits, so that we are fitting into the society. And and I believe that school and my parents did a bad job on me. I, I, I never fit into society. <laughs> I always was the black sheep. In the I always was swimming again in, 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 in other directions. And but to be honest, I, it was the best best thing I could do in my life to, to be different than other ones. <laughs> I'm very happy about that, and hopefully, I could give this to my to my three sons. That's beautiful, and I love the fact that you brought up the backpack. There was a George Clooney movie. I can't remember the name of it, but have you seen it? It came out, I think, I don't maybe ten years ago. But uh, he has a backpack, and how you can stuff everything into it, and whatever you can't stuff in. No, it doesn't ring a bell. No. 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 Okay. So we'll skip that. And uh, where I was going with that is that as someone reading to a child, there is an opportunity for us to learn as well. It's not just about the child learning how to listen and learning how to read. It's also that shared bonding experience that you have together. And I remember when I was growing up, somebody reading to me, and I'd, I'd really love to have somebody read to me now. I think it would just be fascinating to have that opportunity. So that's what we're creating here in this book series. This is the first of seven books. The second book is, uh, the book cover is almost finished, and we're working on that. The first book is pretty much finished. It's just a matter of some little nuances. But Roland, I'd love for you to also share a comment that you made with me when I first started working on this book and I told you the premise of the book and the fact that there's the farm animals and the forest animals and there's a fence between them and each have their own ideas about the other. So either the farm animals might be afraid of the forest animals and uh, they might be afraid of them coming over the fence and, and yet the forest animals may feel unwanted they may feel left out. So can you share a little bit more about this? You were also talking about the darkness and how children are afraid of that, but there's also a positive light, so to speak. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, and that's why it's so important that kids in the early part learn to listen and to communicate because when we learn to listen and understand the other side, uh, we have less anxiety, less fear. I, I see it from people, you know, um, I'm a world traveler. I always traveled the world. I, I tried to learn languages or I understand cultures. And the reason for that is um, it was always in my blood, I guess, in my genes. But uh, in my early, early years, um, I, I met a gentleman, unfortunately, passed away. He was working with the United Nations. And his brother was the head of the World Bank at the time in Paris. And I met him on a train. I, I was... 
I just finished school before university. Uh, and I was reading a book in Spanish and he was reading a book in English. So he spoke Spanish to me. I spoke English to him and we had a, a whole night train ride. And when we left the station in, in, in Vienna, actually back to Vienna, he was from, uh, he was a Dutch guy from Netherlands. We, we just, he said, Oh, we could, we could have speak German too. But anyway, so, but what I want to say is, uh, this guy was traveling the whole world because of his profession. He was a highly, highly recommended, um, uh, very highly appreciated, uh, diplomat. And he spoke. 12 languages fluently and many, many more. He traveled the whole world. And what I learned from him is, uh, because the, the reason for that I tell the story is I, in my early years, I guess it was 14, 16, I learned uh, uh, Creek, uh, Creek language. The old one and new one. I was in the Creek community. I traveled to, to, to Greece when I was uh, in school and, 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 and was speaking this language. And I stopped it because I thought, well, who speaks Greek just in Greece? Yeah, I stopped it. So I learned Spanish, a little bit French, and some other languages. And then I met this guy, and he told me, Roland, what, continue to learn Greek. And I said, why? Or his name was Dr. Ed Polanski. He said, you know what? Imagine you're in New York City. Not just in New York, because I love New York at the time. And you imagine you're in New York City, and you, and you, meet, you meet a Greek guy. Communicate with them in, in, in his language. This opens heart. This opens trust. So learn as many languages. And, and, and this is about communication listening. Is uh, you, you understand the other ones because language is sometimes a barrier. Learn and listen and understand the other one. And then there's less fear, there's more love. We have so many conflicts in the world because we don't listen and we don't talk to each other. We just interpret. We have a very biased, selective um, our perception. And perception always is projection always that's what i learned in my perception always is perception and we are and, we, and, and, and so the other we always have, yeah is maybe don't understand when we don't talk meaning we don't understand each other then we then we we commu don't communicate we as i said we have a, a selected perception meaning we interpret the other ones and and then we have conflicts and and then the other one is doing and then we only see the negative part of the other one and then this when maybe the other one is doing something negative or say something negatively unconsciously and then it fits in in in, in this pattern and and, and you know and, and this ball this this the snowball gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger uh because we are we we are so afraid of, of the other person because we don't know this other person and it's with the animals too you know uh on on, on the both sides of the fence you know there are farm animals the wild animals and this is a lovely story because uh, there's so much interpretation and, and, and when they start talking to each other and understanding each other, uh, uh, then there is less fear, there's less anxieties, and then we become for them. There are many, many uh, examples from the past in wars, even when, you know, I, I know uh, stories from the first, World War First and World War Second. you know, two different uh, guys, uh, soldiers from different countries are, are, are targeting each other, and, and then they start talking, and, and they put the, the, the weapons away, because they, 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 these two guys didn't have any problems together, just was the government. So it's all about communication. And I see it so many times also in companies when we don't talk, uh, especially to, to, between different departments, you know, this department where I've worked and the other department, even it's the same company, I would say in the same boat, they're the kind of enemies, they don't work together. It's all about lack of communication and mostly lack of listening meaning less of understanding and it's in the book and 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 it's it's uh, that's why i love the story you know and and we can all become friends and and be more happy and live together with less misunderstandings and less misconceptions by just talking listening and understanding yes absolutely great points there i want to bring up a counterpoint 
what if you are in a work environment and you are afraid to let your superior, your manager, your leadership know what you're thinking and what you're feeling because you are afraid there will be reper repercussions if they don't want to hear what it is you have to say. Well, I, per I personally have not I have not any fear from any <laughs> boss. Well, I don't have a boss or any authority because we're all human beings. And as my grandfather, mom says, we all walk to the toilet. So uh, we're all the same. <laughs> I, I, ne I never have any problems about that. Uh, that's what I learned. And, and maybe, you know, when you're working in the corporate world and you know, maybe you started as a small, I don't know, agent or employee and you have a boss. Hey, I mean, your boss earns more money because he has more stress, more responsibility, because maybe he has the same problems like Tommy. <laughs> he, he doesn't like to go home to his wife or whatever. So we all face these challenges. We're all human beings. Uh, some of them, some of us earn more because we are more experienced or whatever, making a career, but we all, you don't be afraid, just ask. I, I remember I had a coaching client many, many years ago, many, many years. She, uh, she was a, a doctor, a, me a medical doctor. And at the time she was working, uh, before she started here, now she's famous, she works with the Lama and all the superstars. Uh, but before that, she, she did her practice at the university in a hospital. And she had a boss. And at the time, you know, we, we talk about 20 years ago. Uh, a little bit more than 20 years. And at that time, you know, I don't know how new it is, but in Austria, uh, it was like, you know, the females didn't have many rights, you know. Actually, I guess in the 60s in Austria, uh, women are, are, are have access to <laughs> before so, so many years. Anyway, and she had a boss, uh, an older uh, professor, doctor, and, and and he had no understanding why she becomes she wants to become a doctor because he believes that girls should be in, in the kitchen, yeah, a housewife in the kitchen, but she wasn't absolutely about that. And she had a lot of issues with him, and she, she was really afraid to go there. And um, I said to her, I don't want to name her, and I said, you know, talk to him. And, and because he was always shouting at us, I said, shout back. And, and she said, why? I said, because otherwise when you when you talk slowly, very very female, very um, devoted, he, he doesn't take you for serious. You have to shout back, be strong. And she said to me, yeah, but when I do so, he fires me. I said, what can happen? <laughs> You're not happy to chop. Yes, yeah, but I need the money because she was a single mom. So I trained her a certain uh, mythology, uh, actually by by um, by Marshall B. Rosenberg, the the, the Milago dialogue, and she said, I cannot do it. I said, fire me. Trust me, trust me. So we we worked and we practiced and practiced, and then one day she called me and said, Roy, you know what? He totally accepts me. I said, what happened? He was shouting at me in a very aggressive energy. I was shouting back to him. And the first time he realized that there's somewhere who is like me. You know, there's this book from John Harris. I'm okay, you're okay. Yeah. We are balanced or not. I'm, I'm okay, no, you're not okay. Or you are okay and I'm not okay. No, it's I'm okay, you're okay. So this uh, professor uh, recognized for the first time there is somebody strong on the same level, and he was listening. And since then, it was all good. So, yeah. When you have a problem with the boss, talk to him. Talk. It's a human being. And, you know, sometimes it's my own experience, and I don't know how many managers will kill me right now. <laughs> but the more aggressive they are, the, the less self-esteem they have. Yeah. People who are very aggressive, very loud, very dominating, they have a large lack of self-esteem and when i meet a person like behaving like this the only thing i have is a lot of what's the english word for a lot of um 
I feel very sorry for this person. I feel very sorry for this person because I know it's a little child is just crying for love. That's all about it. When somebody's aggressive, somebody's loud, this person is crying for love. I've actually found that myself as well, Roland. And you you get intimidated by that kind of person, but yet you take a step back and think, well, why are they acting this way? Because they're very insecure. That's why they, in order to get attention, they have to be like, like children. When we you know, start shaking our rattles, <laughs> get your attention. It's, yeah. it's... I want attention. I want to please, please listen to me. Please take me full. Yeah. That's, that's what, it, what it is. They're just shout because they have, they're very afraid that nobody's listening to them, to them uh, and nobody's loving them and caring them. I want to change the subject a little bit in terms of listening and caring and talk about animals specifically. You have a dog and a cat. You had another dog. You're traveling with them in your motor home. And you, I know you also are practicing archery and you're there in nature in the various places where you're traveling. What do you notice about subtle behavior with animals, how they communicate? Maybe your dog and cat, do they communicate with each other? Or how do they communicate with you? Of course they communicate, um, on a note, sometimes a verbal one, but mostly non-verbally. And they communicate with me. Our, um, animals communicate our, on, a, on an energy level. And I remember this when I had my rodeo back. This was, this was my, my, my life coach sometimes. He knew exactly if I'm in, in the present moment or not. So I give you an example. When I, I had a dog walk with him, mostly an hour or two hours, and I was very present with him. He was the best dog you can ever imagine. But as long as I was not present, meaning I was on the phone or talking to somebody or texting or whatever during the dog walk, he realized I'm not present. He realized that I'm not with him and it just disappeared. He, he, he did what he wanted to do. So uh, animals, of course, they communicated with each other and they, of course they communicate with us. Uh, mostly on an energy level. I was, I was, I love horseback riding, and I, I was always riding my horse on an energy level, not, not, not by force. So of course they communicate, but they con communicate on a different level. Uh, I would say I want to specific this. They communicate on a different level, like the Western people do in the Western world. We, we know we we can do it with the ability, but we we didn't brand since childhood. We can also communicate on on an energy level. I've been noticed from the indigenous, from the Aboriginals in Australia, who communicate over hundreds of miles without any technology. And it's not only the origin. We can do this too, uh, but we lost this ability as a child because through this educational system, we lost this ability because uh, they didn't they didn't want to, to use this. But we can do, we can we can communicate on energy levels working. I mean it's it's the same with praying. I'm here on on on, on a very holy place in Lourdes. I we noticed I guess there was many, many years ago, thousands of people in Korea and other countries have been praying for something. And, and it happened. It worked out. So we can communicate on on energy level like like animals. But most people don't do it because in the modern societies, we are more visual. We are very visual. Uh, always, you know, when, when TV came up and then uh, cinemas and, and now internet and, and teching and, and, and we, are, we are a visual person. So we, we, don't, we don't trust and we don't listen to our energy level, to our emotions, not very much. But we can do it like, like animals. And that's what I learned from animals. And that, that's what reconnected me with them and, and to nature because I love nature. Uh, to communicate more on an energy level. I love this. And when you know when I'm together with somebody with a very good friend or with a partner, I just love it when you can just 
communicate on the energy level and you don't have to talk and it's not, you know, you don't feel uncomfortable, you don't talk. But I don't have, when I'm on privately, I don't have the, the, the need or the, the urge of talking all the time. I can communicate on an energy level and I feel happy with that. You brought up, again, so many fabulous points. It's There's something about being in the silence with someone that is such a gift as opposed to being in relationships where every single minute you feel like you have to be talking for whatever the reason and being with animals and just appreciating their energy, looking into their eyes and just feeling their presence, I think is also a gift. Absolutely. Actually, that's why my my last relationship broke because she was expecting me to talk all the time, <laughs> and that's me. I can talk on a, on a non-verbal and on energy level, but that, she she needs to listen and listen and to hear it, and, and that, that's why we broke up. There was always this fight because I, I didn't understand what she wants and she didn't understand what I want. Even when living large, but it's very often that it happens that relationships broke, break both each other but they communicating on different levels that's happening yeah that's happening and i know this but she didn't want to she didn't want sort of we, we decided okay let's end it up and and and, and simply but i i love as you said uh, being with somebody together and it, you don't feel uncomfortable when you don't have when you don't you just feel good you you, you know you're you you're doing a hobby together you drive the car together or whatever you, you you listen to music you just feel good and it's not uh how do you say this world this world it's not you know you don't feel uncomfortable because you know, as I said you you I have to talk I don't have a topic or something else it's just, just cool to be silent for an hour or two it's so good it's so good absolutely but most people can't because we are so busy you know all the time we're distracted from 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 different media there's always noise there's always I said noise pollution around us and 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 people think that there has always be there always has to be action no it's not absolutely not it's more about being present in the present moment. It's very true. And Roland, we have your show coming up right after this. I'd love for you to share with our audience who maybe is not familiar with the programs that you do here. Tell us a little bit more about what you're doing on USA Global TV and radio. Yeah, more than welcome. Thank you. Well, actually, my journey started here when, when I was interviewed by my dear friend, John Griston. Thanks, John, for that. Um, yeah, and then um, you, Dr. Jekyll, offered me to do uh, the co-host show with you. We called it the Mallorca Connection. Uh, the reason is uh, it was difficult to find me uh, to find out a specific topic because my my experience and I'm so curious about so many many different things. <laughs> I have a very broad agenda, so we called it the Mallorca Connection, which is every Tuesday actually today again after the show. Uh, uh, the Mallorca Connection. We call it Mallorca Connection because Mallorca has been my home base for the last 14 years because I'm, before I moved in my motorhome. And on this show, I just interview interesting people who do interesting stuff, mostly spiritual stuff, men's work, stuff like that, but different topics. Um, and actually tonight we have uh, a guy I met on a men's festival, Ulrich, uh, who has, um, actually he's a dentist from his background, he's a dentist, he's working as a dentist, so if you need some, your tooth repairs. Uh, but he dedicated this to it called the, the Hero Forge. Uh, why it's, uh, we talk about why it's necessary that we have heroes more than ever. So there's the Mallorca Connection every Tuesday at 2 p.m. East Standard Time, 11 a.m., uh, 2, 2, yeah, 2 p.m. East Standard Time, um, 11 a.m. Pacific Standard, and 8 p.m. p.m. Central European time, Tuesday. Um, 
Uh, starting with September, uh, I continue my talking heads or every Tuesday after the Mario Connection, the talking heads. There's always a specific half an hour short topic of, about a business context. So I did, I guess, uh, a series of modules about, about how to be more effective and more efficient in, with your teamwork or be more successful in your, in your business. And the second model we did uh, currently was about control of attention, as I mentioned before. And the new one will be, it's more, uh, more related to sales and sales managers. It's about how to help your customers to manage change through innovation. That's what I'm talking about. And yeah, then uh, three months ago, actually on the 18th of, of May, we started our uh, Wild at Heart, our real authentic uncut. Wild at Heart is a show for men, by men, about men. So a panel of seven men, mostly between five and seven men, discussing di different topics every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern time or noon at Pacific time or 9 p.m. at Central European time. And actually tomorrow we're going to talk about, uh, yeah, nutrition, about not only sophisticated uh, uh, scientific ways. So we talk about uh, do men really have so bad uh, eating habits? Uh, so every, every one of us is talking very real, very authentic about his own our habits or how maybe change something or whatever so it's been an interesting topic for men about nutrition that's every wednesday and i guess it's sixth year of september i'm starting a, another show uh, which is um i really like it i like the men show you know i do a lot of men's work too besides my coaching and consulting um i run some men's group i love this absolutely because i'm a man too and i know how important it is that men talk to men men need men to talk but my my second baby is just is is mother of Panchamama, how the indigenous in um, South America say Panchamama, and Panchamama is giving us so much. Of, uh, it, it nourishes all these fruits. These plants are growing, gives us water, it gives us everything, air on, on the plants, all is connected. And we just really uh, destroyed it and 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 really robbed everything from from Panchamama, and. I want to give something back. So on the 6th of September, we start a show together with my dear friend, Marcin, who is also on, on, on the Man Show. It's called The Earth Show. And it's an, a more an educational uh, show. It's not about panicking, everything is so bad, or pointing with the finger on you. No, it's about what you can do in your in your community, yourself, in your community. What are the first small steps that you can do to make this planet a, a better place, just to respect Mother Earth, Panchamama. That's what's coming soon. Yeah, that's all I'm, I'm doing here on, on USA Global TV. And, <laughs> and <laughs> it's a lot of stuff. And yeah, but the point is, everybody has 24 hours, you know, seven days, 24 hours. The question is, what are you doing in this 24 hours? <laughs> I, I, I'm asking the audience. So I, I know what I'm doing. I, I just passionate it. I just love what I'm doing. And, and thanks, I'd like to check for this opportunity to, to be part of this amazing family here. Thank you so much. Well, thank you. It's a blessing, believe me. Roland, what's the best way for people to get in touch with you? We do have your banner up there, but for people who can't read it or they're listening on the radio. Okay, actually, I have a lot of websites. I guess more than seven because my agenda supporters. Is that the best way, and, and for you guys who are on 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 a radio station, who you can see all these websites. I go to my main website. Um, from my main website, you can link to the parts. It's my name, RolandFriedel.com. I will spell it for you. It's R O L A N D F R I E D 
rolandfreel.com. There you, I guess you find a contact form. You can contact me and who wants to contact me? Whoever wants to talk with me. It's, it's not about selling something to you or about a problem. Um, you, you don't only have to always have to have a problem to talk to each other. Maybe you just want to share your stuff, your, uh, your, your things. Uh, I'm just more than happy to connect with people because at the end, you know, it's all about caring and sharing. And that's what we do here. Not only in my business, but also here on USA Global TV and radio. It's about sharing and caring and connecting thank you thank you roland we actually did have someone uh i connected you to somebody who just wanted to talk and i think that was really cool you were receptive and oh, thanks so much this was doug yes absolutely we had an amazing zoom call and i he sent me some links so on the weekend i will show some links and maybe we find something to, to work together it was a fascinating it was it's a fascinating person it was a fascinating conversation absolutely thanks for that Thank you. So the point is to each and every one of you out there, reach out. We've got incredible people on this platform. They'd like to hear from you. Don't be intimidated and think, oh, he's in the motor home and he's, he wants to hear from you. So please do reach out. And again, you can actually find out more information on his website, rollandfriedel.com. You can go over to our YouTube channel, USA Global TV and Radio, and you can find the shows that Roland does there. They're organized into playlists. And we'll be coming right back, actually, with the Mallorca connection. So thank you all for being here and for watching, whether again, it's on the live or the replay, it doesn't matter to us. We're just here to provide education, entertainment, inspiration, and hope. All right. That's all I have. Yes. For my, right my, I want to, I want to add something to our audience. Yes. Don't forget as soon as the book is launched, get 20 copies, bring it to all your neighborhoods, to your kids, grandkids, or donate in school. It's really high of value for each kid. Thank you so much. Thank you, Roland. I forgot to mention about the books. I did go ahead and put into the chat the link so that you can go and pre-order this book or you can get any of my other books. And Roland will be coming out with his own book, I'm sure, very soon. Right, Roland? Absolutely. Yes, I'm working <laughs> on it. Yes, absolutely. Okay, <laughs> all right. We'll be right back with the Mallorca Connection. See you all later. Bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye.